All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Peter and Chris here talking to you a little bit about appraisals. Uh, our big question, what is an appraisal? What the heck is an appraisal? Nowadays, uh, they're pretty interesting, I bet. Um, here's what I got in the best way that I think I can explain it. Is it it's like a measuring stick mm -hmm. uh, of what the bank is willing to lend on a property. Right. So the difference between you know our purchase price uh, and our market value in the bank's uh, you know, valuation or appraisal is you know our purchase price is determined by a buyer and seller coming together and determining this is what we believe is a fair value for the property. Uh, you know the bank is going to view it a little bit differently. They're going to try and protect their investment uh, and make sure that they can get their money back if you default on your mortgage, you stop paying your mortgage payments. Yeah, and how we determine, say, a listing value, which mm -hmm. does tie into the appraisal value, right. it is we look at all the homes in the area that are similar. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking school district, structure, style, garage, basement, all that stuff that we can. Right. And, and try to determine what our what our estimate of the market value is going to be. Yeah. So, and this is how let's talk a little bit about how the market value differs from the appraised value. So, when we're listing, you know, we might take a property that's you know a mile and a half away. Buyers are going to look at those properties you know very similarly. Uh, we're going to look at the updates. We're going to make some adjustments. You've got granite countertops in your kitchen. You've got new bathrooms. You know, we're going to take all that into account in our list price. Uh, in a hot market, you know, like this, when we're in multiple offers, we're overvalued. A bank it's is not, not necessarily, up. yeah, the banks are not necessarily catching up. And a bank is going to view uh, your property within a strict set of parameters. Well, the bank doesn't care if you get the house. Uh, right. they, they want to do the deal. They want to give the loan. They do not care if you get the house. The bank is trying to protect their the, money. Exactly. What's out there. And uh, quite frankly, they live in the past. Yeah, and that's so we're seeing them catch up a little bit, but the banks, they said they operate. There's no flexibility there. There's no, you know, they're not doing a lot of adjustments. Uh, banks are they're going to be, you know, within one mile. They're going to be within, you know, either six months or a year. They're, they've got to be very similar structure styles. They've got to be, you know, certain size differences. So the bank operates under a very rigid set of rules, uh, and so that's, you know, a little bit different than we operate under. Uh, but one of the things that we can do to prepare uh, our sellers. Uh, and our buyers is I will you know prepare a you know a comparables package for an appraiser on you know the homes that I think are comparable in the area and I'll you know meet with that appraiser uh, and submit them you know to an appraiser and say hey this is where we determined our value. I, I feel a few times that it's really helped out when when you show up or even just leave a nice folder and hey mm -hmm. Mr. and Mrs. We're always going to know our appraiser's name. Um, we usually get that when they set the mm -hmm. showing for us. Um, but leave them package. First thing I like is comparable properties. We all know that. But also, was it a hot house? Mm -hmm. Did I have five offers on that on the third day it was on the market? Right. And three of them are over asking, well over asking? So, and also, what about a list of updates? If you're a seller that you just put in a brand new furnace and you just put on a brand new roof, the appraiser doesn't know that coming into your home. You know, they might be able to tell that your roof is newer, but have those, you know, if you're a seller, have those things handy. Keep those receipts. You know, keep those items that, you know, you can prove to an appraiser, this is the money I've put into this house and I expect to get that money out. You know, my, our analytical sellers, that they can be tough, but they are so amazing. They're great. They they are always the ones walking up. Here's a list of everything I've done in the last 10 years. And we love to see that as a seller. So if you're oh, thinking about beautiful. selling, make sure that you kind of you know get that documentation together, especially if you've done a lot of updates recently. Um, so on the buy side, what we want to make sure is we want to make sure that this home comes in at or above value. Uh, like we said, a big benefit of, uh, of this coming in above value is now you've got built-in equity. So when you go to refinance and get rid of your PMI, you know, if you've got a high appraisal, 
you know, you're you're that much closer to having. We just just to give you a little scenario, we had a buyer a little bit ago who okay, they appraised eighteen thousand dollars over. They're going to be out nice. of PMI in one to two years instead of the eight or nine years it would have taken them without that high appraisal. So that's really a big benefit. And I just had a VA buyer. They were about twelve thousand over and needed a few extra dollars in closing costs. Mm-hmm. They they really had nothing to come to the table with. So. You know, this money was there for them, and we were able to renegotiate the deal, and they had all their closing costs taken care of. Right. So let's talk about, uh, you know, what happens if this appraisal is low? You know, what happens Ooh. if if, uh, if we come in and, you know, boy, that's a, a tough phone call to have when you say, hey, this appraisal's low? Yeah, there, there's a lot of things, and there's different ways that we can approach it. And, again, it depends on the type of lending, and we're going to go through that. But... Um, just in any, maybe a conventional situation. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to reevaluate the comps. Right. We're going to see what was used, where the appraiser was from. That might sound weird, but it's kind of a big deal. Was it somebody that knows the area right. that they're appraising? So a key, a, a key example of this is waterfront properties. Um, you know, If you guys live on, on the lake or you live in the area, you know that some waterfront properties are more valuable than others. If you have a great wide deep canal, that property is inherently more valuable than one that is on a four foot deep, you know, a six foot, you know, 60 foot wide canal. <laughs> it's more valuable. And, and an appraiser who doesn't know the waterfront may not give you that additional value for having a great canal. Uh, or you know, or for having extra frontage or an extra deep lot. So we want to make sure that the appraiser is from the area, uh, and you know they know what they're you know, what's going on. And we also want to make sure that those comps they didn't miss anything in the comps. Um, you know, we want to make sure that uh, you know we had a property that had lake access that wasn't uh, listed in the MLS. The appraiser missed it, and we ended up getting some more value for that. You know, I've also seen too with some of the really really good detailed appraisers. They're going to go into public records instead of just relying on the MLS as, mm-hmm. as their end-all, be-all source. Right. I, I, there's nothing more thrilling than homes that I can't find because they went a little bit deeper and they, they went into public records and saw that homes that have sold and that are comparable. Yeah, and that's it's it's a key to have a good appraiser. So, you know, we will, uh, you know, submit these to the lender. We don't handle rebuttals on a conventional loan. You know, that's something that we do, you know, go back to the lender on. Uh, you know, I'm sure the appraisers don't want to hear from us. The one situation where we can provide essentially a direct rebuttal uh, through the lender is VA appraisals. Big time. So VA I appraisals, a little bit of uh, difference on VA appraisals, not and FHA as well. Not only are they going to be looking for the you know, to protect their investment, but also they're going to be looking for, do they have to put any work into this property to sell it? So that means, you know, are there any safety hazards that need, you know, does this property need a new roof? You know, or is there anything prohibitive as far as repairs that, that would stop them from turning around and selling the property if, you know, the uh, customer did default? Well, yeah, sometimes we do get, we'll get the VA or FHA appraisal back and it'll come in at value, but it'll say with repairs. Mm-hmm. And then it's also you got to look at how that's worded. So, yeah. Um, you're going to want to stay in touch with your lender on that one, but um, if you have chipping paint, that's going to get flagged. If you have a bad roof, that's going to get flagged, and, and God forbid they find mold upstairs, you're yep. you're going to have to repair these things. Yep, and if you are a VA uh, buyer who's got an appraisal that comes in a little bit low, we do have, they, they'll uh, one of our lenders specifically calls it a Tidewater appraisal. Um, well, you do have the chance, it's a 48-hour rebuttal, so we have the opportunity to uh, go back and say, listen, we have we have time to make our case. You know, like we're arguing it in front of a judge, uh, and we can say, this is my case to why I believe this property is worth this amount. 
Uh, a perfect example, we just got one back the other day and a property had closed at a much higher value the day after the appraisal happened. You know, so an appraiser is not going to look at pending sales, but it was a huge difference and it ended up, uh, you know, making the sale for this buyer. And that's a, that's a great thing. Well, you know, I, I've had appraisers call me also on pending sales before. And then I'm like, man, I want that as my appraiser. Yeah. They, they want to know where that house is. They want to know specifics about the house, even though you're pending. That's a good call to get because you know you're going to help somebody out secure their loan. Right. And uh, so if you do have, they said, uh, you know, VA or an FHA appraisal, there are some some other things. The other big thing to note is uh, if you have a conventional uh, loan and your appraiser comes back and, and, you know, you really want this house, you can, you know, there's some things you can do with a lender to get another appraisal. You know, maybe through another lender, there's some other options there. With an FHA or VA appraisal, that appraisal runs with that property for six months. So there's nothing you can do on a, you know, an FHA or VA appraisal right. if that appraisal comes back bad and you lose your rebuttal. Um, so now, it, now let's say we're in that situation. We can't get another appraisal. We lose our rebuttal. Where do you go from there, Chris? It would, you know, on a low appraisal, what's your what's your thought for if you you know if you're trying to get this deal together? The first and worst thing. I mean, depending how far apart you are, um, you know, you, you can always, it's a way out of your loan and you move on to the next house. But it's possible. But of course, we want to stick with this deal. Your buyers love the house. Got to have it. Now, we're going to have to look at our individual buyer situation. Mm-hmm. Just had an FHA buyer. She knew that the property may not appraise. It didn't. She came in with $20,000 to cover the difference. So now not every buyer is going to have twenty grand sitting nope. around. So what do we do in that so situation? So if we can't do that, we, we may have to negotiate a little bit. Yeah, so if you bring it down, meet in the middle, see see what we can do. Our biggest thing as realtors is we like to make stuff work, and we like to see our clients happy. Of course, and if there's a way that we can if we can put a creative solution together, that's something that we're going to do. Uh, so they said it is a negotiation tool on the buy side. Now on your seller side, you know if you do have a low appraisal, uh, you know they said we we can you know go through these other avenues, but you do have to you know go to your your buyer and say this is what the banks have said that this is worth. You know let's take another look at this and see you know what we can do here. Um, which brings me to let's talk about how the the banks will get their their numbers. So a bank is going to look for the biggest thing is the radius is a mile or under. They're going to look for you know very recent time frame. Mm-hmm. They're going to look for the same structure style. And then this is where it gets a little bit tricky. So for us as realtors, we make adjustments on specific conditions, right? So if you have a more updated kitchen, um, you know we're going to add value for that. If you have an updated bathroom, we're going to add value for that. An appraiser is going to view it as a general condition. They've got what five conditions? Yeah, conditions? it's like yeah, five yeah, or four so. or five. So they look at the overall condition of the home. You know, is it new construction? Is it completely remodeled? You know, is it you know it's uh, it's not maybe completely updated, but it's very livable. So there can be some homes that are uh, you know within a wide range in some of those conditions. Uh, so the values might. Um, different a little bit. You know, another weird one that, that's got me in a pickle before was school districts, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something we don't really get to expound on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can say, you know, it's a blue ribbon school or whatever, but um, it, it's very important to establish value to appraisers. Yeah. And that's something that, uh, you know, if you're right on the edge of a school district, you know, it is important to, you know, we comp within the school district. You know, we, we try not to cross major, uh, you know, major roads when we're doing our comparables. We try not to cross school districts. You know, if you're on the edge of a city, we don't like to go into, uh, you know, another city. Uh, so those are the big things because values can change. You know, you can be across the street and have a higher value. Uh, right so now we're, we're in a position for. where values are changing by the minute. Mm-hmm. We have things closing every single day. And, you know, I, I had a, a house, a, I thought it was a, a great home, ended up losing value in a week. Yeah, and so that's the, the thing is, Macomb County in general is up 13% for 2017. Um, but 
when you're looking at you know appraisals and you're looking at comps that are a year old, well, if we're up 13, if the market's up 13%, you know, but a bank has got to use that property from 2016 to comp, you may lose some value there. So that's something that we try and uh, you know address with the appraisers as well. How about how about appraisals in the rural areas? Because man, you know what? That They're gets a nightmare. Tough. They're an absolute nightmare. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, so I do a lot of rural properties, and so what we look for in a rural property is number one, you can't just compare the property. So now we're going from yes, we do want to compare structure, style, updates, things like that, but and also now we have we have features here. We've got acreage, we've got waterfront features, we've got you know what about the quality of the land? So if you are on and any of you rural buyers will understand this. If you back up to 20 acres of cornfield, it is a completely different land value than if you back up to 20 acres of beautiful woods with a pond. So those are what you're, something that your agent does have to make a case to the appraiser on, because the appraiser might not go out and walk that entire property. So you got to then make the, you know, the case to that appraiser. Here's a 100 acre property. Yeah, look. exactly. <laughs> Guys, we've got quality land here, and so that's something that you want to make sure. And also within a, a rural appraisal, um, we are, you know, banks are going to be more flexible on. Uh, you know, location. They're going to be more flexible. They're on, not very generous on, on land value, though, either. No, they're not. But what they are going to be generous on is they're going to look for. Uh, you know, rural properties are much different, and this is a, almost an entirely different topic. But there are there can be a brand new half million dollar house next to a one hundred thousand dollar house. So appraisers are going to have to look in a wider radius. So if you are a, uh, you know a rural buyer, you know talk to to Chris or I specifically about uh, how your appraisal is going to be done and, and what we you know, think our opinion. Yeah, might and be I don't that. know about you, I like to look in, in a minimum of, of five miles. Yeah. Sometimes with rural, um, sometimes you have to go more, and then you have to go longer back because a lot of times people live in those homes. And, and they don't want the to turn rates it's, a lot it's, less. So that's definitely something to look for on rural, rural properties. Same thing with waterfronts. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, you, you really got to uh, take that into account on the waterfronts. And then also new construction. You know, new construction, we want to compare new construction against new construction, which can be difficult in some of these areas that like Sterling Heights, they have very, very few you know, new construction subdivisions. The appraisals yeah. can be tough there. Make sure you have a really good builder that's on top of their stuff. Mm -hmm. Some builders try to get you to use their own lenders, and then of course it's going to appraise, right? But right. you know, sometimes say we do have a VA buyer, and they shouldn't struggle. The, the make sure your builder knows that they should be coming there with with a, a, a list of everything that's going to be in the house. Of course, done to it. Um, you know, they need I, those builder upgrades. They I need had one where a builder didn't show up for that and expected the home to appraise. Yeah, they, it needs to be done, and you know, so those, these are things to be careful about, guys. You know, not every situation is cookie cutter. Uh, you know, not every situation is you know, um, a lot of unique situations in real estate. And again, it's just a uh, another reason to have an, an expert agent, somebody who knows your market, somebody who knows you know how these things are going to go. So of course, we can never predict appraisals, but we can be prepared for them. Absolutely, and, and as always. If there's any questions at all, whether it's appraisal or anything real estate, Peter and I are here for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just another aspect of what we do. Yep. Give us a call day or night. Our phone numbers are right on the podcast over here. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time when we talk uh, a little bit about what your closing procedure is like. Take care. Yep. Bye.